Welcome everybody to episode 94 of High Tech on the Low Edo. How are you this morning? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Awesome, awesome. I'm very excited to have you here. It's exciting to have you here. Ido Gino, CEO and founder of Rapid API in the building, in the studio with us today. And as always, we are sponsored by Front Team with 12 different communities, six verticals, and 3,000 members looking to connect. And we also want to give a special shout out to ThinkUp um, for letting us use their recording studio. And as always, if you like what you hear today, please throw us a follow, like, subscription, whatever it is that you do on your listening platform. So Ido, today we get to into the interesting world of APIs and API development and API strategy and all things API. And I just want to throw more things out there with the three-letter combination with API, but I don't know what that would be. So, um, you know, you're the expert here. I'd love to kind of understand first a little bit, you know, who's the man behind Rapid API and then what you guys are doing at Rapid. Yeah, definitely. So Ido here, uh, been working on building Rapid API and scaling it for the past six, almost seven years now. Amazing. Uh, based in the Bay Area. Nice. Uh, originally from from Israel, from here. So from Tel Aviv. Uh, from Haifa. Oh, from Haifa. Okay, no one's perfect, I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're you're probably like I hate yeah. that place, anyways. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, the best thing about Haifa is like you can drive for an hour and get to, to Tel Aviv. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. Now, so you um, are now based in, in San Francisco. You moved the company there, I'm assuming at one point. Now, what exactly, and I know this is probably like, you know, for me as a non-tech nerd basically here and more of just like a more qualitative design guy, it's a little, you know, uh, kind of maybe not my cup of tea, but what exactly are you guys doing at Rapid API? And like, what are you guys providing to the world of tech? Yeah, so at a very kind of simple level, we're a marketplace for APIs. So we help developers discover and connect to public APIs. Okay. So as you're building your application, you, you want to connect and, and, and find all the different APIs that are going to fit into it. Rapid is how you do it. Nice. And so what exactly is an API in the context of, let's say, development? Yeah, so, so API, full name, application programming interfaces are essentially services that developers can tie into. Okay. So when you're building a new app or software or, or a website or whatnot, um, for a lot of the basic functionality, instead of having to rebuild it from scratch, sure. you can basically hook up into those APIs, call them, and get data or functionality back from them. So, right. you know, one example I always like to use is Uber, right? So okay. uh, if you think about Uber, um, you need to be able to pay for a ride. So they could mm. build the entire payment gateway and credit card processing and that entire system themselves. Mm, okay. That would have taken a lot of time. Or you can just integrate with an API. So they integrate with an oh, API. Just take it from that. someone else, basically. Yeah. Okay. So you just tell them, hey, here's the credit card. Here's how much I want to charge them by. You go handle all the complexity behind it. Right. Same thing with like push notifications. They could okay. build a push notification and handle iPhone and Android at all different scenarios. Or they can just connect to an API that does it for them. Mm. Same thing for the map. They could build their own mapping service to show you the map and where the car is and everything. Or they can just connect to like a Google Maps API and integrate that into the app. So what did Uber do that's innovative at this point? It sounds like they just took APIs from everyone. Well, no, it's more about, well, it's more, <laughs> but, but I actually think that that's interesting because when you think about like the whole notion of, you know, software development becomes cheap and then you can kind of think in more of a lean startup way, sure. iterate, like that whole thing is unlocked by APIs. If interesting. You, okay. If you had to develop an app like Uber um, or Airbnb or whatnot, and you couldn't use APIs, the cost would more than 10x. Oh, wow. So you're saying like basically in a certain sense that you are almost like, I mean, I guess back when you started this, you know, the whole idea here was kind of democratize like the marketplace for APIs, allow people to develop in a lot more of a, excuse the pun, rapid, you know, type of format and actually get their products up and going instead of having to spend, let's say, you know, 10,000 extra dollars, 100,000 extra dollars, you know, being, uh, you know, working with developers or whatever it might be. 
Yeah, well, now you don't have to ask where the name came from. <laughs> there you go. Right, exactly. Yeah. We figured that out, guys. Okay. Um, glad it's self-explanatory. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's essentially letting developers more easily leverage all those services. Okay. And the whole notion now that anyone can build an app in a matter of days or weeks and put it out to market okay. and infinitely scale it, like that would not be possible if not for APIs and, and platforms like Rapid. Interesting. So, you know, one of, I think, the the questions that I think a lot of viewers might have here is kind of like, when you know you're building a startup and you're and you're becoming this you know major entrepreneur tech startup founder whatever it might be you know you have um, a, a lot of things on your mind right you have to, and you have to develop a product at the end of the day how applicable are APIs to the everyday founder and entrepreneur I think pretty top of mind mm -hmm. um, especially so every company is now becoming a software company and I think a lot of people are realizing hey the speed at which you can deliver new software to your customers, to your um, constituents, is a huge determinant for your success or failure. Right. Um, and APIs are very much at the core of unlocking that um, that success or, or, or that ability to move fast. Okay. Like I'll give it maybe not a startup example, but sure. one of our larger customers is actually a, um, one of the three largest airlines in, in the U.S. Okay. Um, and they're running a lot of their software on the Rapid platform. Interesting. Okay. Um, and before we started working with them, it was just through the pandemic and they realized, hey, now... Post-COVID, like the world changed, we need to do all these different vaccination requirement checks and sure. like um, uh, quarantine checks and all that stuff for any new passenger that checks in. And it's not okay. something that they've never had to, to do before. Right. Very new. Very, I mean, totally changed the way in which we fly, right? A hundred percent. Okay. And, and it had a lot of kind of from a software development perspective, you need to like be able to upload documents right. and scan them and do OCR and like validate requirements against local governments and stuff like that. It's a whole process. It's a whole process. And, and. They for that airline they had a pretty good app, but they realized it took them about six months to release new versions of that app before. Okay. Suddenly they had to like iterate on a weekly basis. Why? Because of all the regulations. The regulations uh -huh. kept changing, and, and if they don't comply with them, they can't fly people. So it's like their core business is very much dependent on them moving fast and developing software more quickly. Get out of here, really? Okay. So then you guys gave them this. You basically unlocked the potential for them to iterate every week. Exactly. And, and be able to move so much faster. With the, so if they wanted to like be able to scan your vaccination card that needed OCR, optical character recognition, so they can scan it digitally. Sure. Like they could build that, but that would take months or they just hooked up to an API via rapid and that took days. Right. And then they were able to do all the checking and you know regulatory checks basically that they need to do to allow people to fly. Exactly. Wow. Okay. So that now, you know, I think one of the main questions I have for you here is kind of like, how did you even think of this? You know, because in a certain sense, okay, APIs, you know, are not the, um, you know, the newest innovation on the planet. They've been around, you know, for, for a while, especially in the, you know, computational fields. It is a known element, we can call it. Yeah. But where was your idea here to kind of marketplace APIs? Because I feel like that's not something that everyday people would just be like, hey, let me find how to create a place where I can get everyone to plug into one area, right? You know, it's something that's a little, it's difficult. Yeah, so I think from my perspective, it kind of started from, first, you know, I've been a developer myself, been writing code, building apps for, for a few years before starting Rapid. Okay. And realized two things, really. One, just how powerful APIs are. Okay. And how transformational they are to the software development process and how you build new, new software. But at the same time, also how hard it is to actually discover and connect to them. Okay. Especially when every API has a different essentially speaks a different language, right? So okay. you have a different way of interfacing with it. it like has code language, do you mean? or 
code language is also just the interface of how you pass data to it and how mm. you what, what's the format of the data that you get back and how you authenticate with it and um, what kind of networking protocols it used. Um, so you end up spending a lot of your time just creating those connections instead of there being a universal language and a universal way to connect to any API. Okay, interesting. Now, when you also, you know, you kind of just mentioned right now that you got into code only a few years before. So, yeah. I mean, how, how did this kind of, you know, I don't know, burn within you to start? Well, I love building code. I love building software. Uh, still do. Um, and it was really, the, for me, the magic of seeing how you can go from an idea, like any idea, any idea that you might have, you can go from that into having an app live with users in week. There, there, there's just no other industry where you can do that. Okay. Um, and being part of, of, you know, a company that empowers developers to do that has, has been magical. Yeah, no, I'm sure. I mean, I mean, have, have, do you guys get like, a, I don't know, kind of these like moments from the developer teams, right? Communities like shout outs where it's like, oh my God, if not for Rapid, what would we do? I mean, do you guys get that type of recognition? It seems very, you know, breakthrough kind of technology that you guys created in that sense. Yeah, and, and, and for me, like still part of the most magical things with Rapid is like, checking into a hotel and knowing that when I like tap the key, it's an API call in the background that's powered by rapid or like, wow. Um, like that's huge. Uploading my vaccination right and knowing like the airline validates them with, with an API through rapid. Like th those moments are magical. Like seeing the things that we actually unlock. Uh, wow. Platform. That's interesting. You know, to me, it's almost like, you know, one, back in the day I had, I had this barber once described to me, the reason he liked being a barber so much was that when he would go around town, he could notice, people's haircuts and be like, oh, I did that, right? And he like painted the town. It sounds to me like, you know, you're yeah. like the barber of the development world. Like you've painted the town with your technology almost. Yeah, and, and now there's a, a lot of apps that I use on a daily basis that I'm like, oh yeah, I just made five API calls that were, went through Rapid. Wow, it's I mean, you've cool. like put, I mean, you connected the whole ecosystem in that way. It's amazing. Yeah, and, and when APIs are kind of becoming a lot of the plumbing that underlies every application, Rapid is very much at the at the core of enabling that. Nice. Now, I'm going to kind of, you know, I'm going to like kind of change the focus a little bit here. You know, in a sense, what you've showed here is that, you know, APIs are very innovative. There's a lot going on. They clearly help the whole development process. On the flip side, you know, I'm sure that just like with any new technological innovation, especially in code, especially in, you know, the computational fields, we can call it, there's always a security element that has that comes in that needs to be talked about and considered here. What are some of the concerns when you start applying um, APIs to your development, you know, process? What should teams, founders, startup, you know, teams take into consideration? Well, it's it's actually interesting because APIs are, are kind of become interesting from a couple of perspectives. One okay. from a reliability perspective. Mm -hmm. You kind of need to keep in mind, hey, when you're relying on an API, so you have a critical kind of path in your in your software that relies on external APIs. Okay. If something happens to those APIs, your app is down as well. Interesting. So that's now a, like a functional runtime dependency for your application. So mm. it's not strictly security, but it's it, it's a consideration of, you know, you're only as reliable as your least reliable API, essentially. Right. So, so if you don't have a good API that you're calling to, you're basically screwed. Exactly. Okay. And then from a security perspective, as you're sending data to those APIs, mm. there's a lot of things to think about, you know, where are they exposed? And um, even from like a data governance perspective, if you want to be GDPR compliant for, sure. say, in Europe, yeah, yeah, yeah. you need to make sure that all your subprocessors of, of your data are also GDPR compliant. And every API is, by definition, a subprocessor of data. So, so you could actually get in trouble based on compliance if you're working with an API call that, that's not compliant. Exactly. Really? 
Wow. And, and that's where we've seen, again, kind of going back to a lot of our larger and more enterprise type co companies, they're realizing that as they sped up development, they adopted a lot of APIs, but it's become a complete wild west. Okay. And I talk, you know, I'll go talk to CIO, CISOs at like Fortune 500 companies and ask very simple, like how many external APIs are you calling? And what do they say? They have no clue. They have no idea. N nobody, like th th the best ones are like, oh, here's an Excel sheet that's like two years old when we tried to do a study throughout the company and it's like inaccurate and it's out of date. Get um, out of here. The average one don't even have that. And now they're suddenly <laughs> realizing like, wait, any one of those APIs that goes down takes us down with them. Any one of them could be a security concern or a data privacy concern that we're not even thinking about. So really? managing that through a centralized platform is very much top of mind for them. Okay, and that's kind of like what you're offering them then, is that ability to kind of manage the whole system. So it's not even, that's I think even something else that's so amazing about Rapid, I guess, is that it's not just a place for you to call the API, but it's like centralizing it's it. The, the observability layer and the 100%. governance and the ability to suddenly see like what you're using in one place. Right. Now, in that type of, you know, situation, you know, you bring up that there's kind of a lot of companies out there, enterprises that are, you know, not really understanding their whole API infrastructure. What is your kind of advice then for, you know, especially I'm going to say earlier stage startups who are getting into, you know, development and are starting to make these API calls and starting to integrate, how can they best, you know, set up a system where they're not getting to that stage and they're dealing everything the right way? So rapidapi.com. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but, uh, um, but, but like yeah. in reality, in terms of, you know, beyond just obviously, you know, coming to your platform and using it, what's like kind of the strategy you would suggest? I think it, it's most just understanding where you are exposed to those APIs. Like, mm. you, you have to adopt, like, there is no sense in developing software without relying on those APIs. Okay. I think it's very much just making sure that you have the visibility and the tracking and, and record of what are you actually using, where is it leveraged. Nice. Um, and make sure that you can properly manage it that way. Okay. And, and then from there, it's kind of just able to, you know, I guess, develop itself, form itself, and you can kind of just move in a more agile way, cleanly, organized everything like that. Exactly. Okay, cool. Now, the other kind of dimension here of Rapid that I think is very interesting is that, you know, you started it at a very young age, Rapid API. How old were you when you started it? Just a little under 18. A little under 18. Wow. Yeah. And so what was like the, you know, in a sense, we, we go back to the thing that was, you know, burning inside you and that you, you noticed here, but what was it like when you were first getting it out to investors and clients showing your whole idea? How, how was that? Yeah. So, I mean, I can, I, so I got very lucky early on sure. uh, to meet an individual here in Israel, actually, by the name of Dov Moran. Okay. Uh, ah, okay. Who, Mr. Dov Moran. Okay. Yeah. The, the famous inventor of the USB, you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, and he, we, we actually met at, a, um, at an event early on. I was presenting kind of what we're working on there. Um, and he was nice enough to take a couple of meetings with me afterwards. Oh, nice. Um, and he was our first investor and board member and uh, kind of believer really in, in, in Rapid and what we're doing here. Quite the mentor, I would say. Yeah, and he's, he's been kind of my Sherpa through this world ever since. <laughs> okay, very cool. And, and he was the one who kind of guided you into the world or he also gave you the connections to like some of your initial investors or? All of the above. Really? Yeah. Okay. So like, how was it though when you showed up first? I mean, obviously having someone like Dov Moran on your team certainly gives a certain level of um, credibility, right? Yeah. And, and authority. But like, what was it like when you had to show up in these rooms with investors and explain to them your idea? Did they get it at first? I mean, also don't forget they're coming, they're hearing from a kid who's 18, maybe under 18 at the time. You know, it's kind of like, do I listen to this kid? What does he know, you know? Yeah, and, and I think that it's, again, kind of, we, we, we're very lucky with timing because we started also rapid at a time where APIs as a concept is, and as a 
kind of economy was blowing up. So sure. that whole notion of the API economy and uh, companies that providing that provide API becoming quite large, uh-huh. um, that became very popularized around the time we were starting Rapid. Okay, so perfect so, timing with the market in that yeah. sense. And you just saw companies like Twilio and Stripe and Sangrin and all these other guys kind of raising pretty massive rounds and mm-hmm. um, you know showing that you can build a billion dollar business just by providing an API for developers. Sure. So it very much gave us a good uh, good kind of wave to, to ride. Like kind of like a platform from there to be like, hey, if if Stripe's doing it. We can do it, and we're just about APIs. Exactly. Yeah, and th- these are the individual APIs. If if we can own the market and be the de facto marketplace and hub for those APIs, the potential is actually much larger than than any individual API company. Interesting. So now you know, kind of moving also on beyond just like your story here, right? Is you know, obviously the world of APIs is always developing as you're yeah. talking about it, and is always kind of changing, and there's always stuff going on. What are some of the interesting developments in the world of APIs that you're noticing right now that you're kind of, you know, we can say very bullish on, right? That you think are going to lead the transformation of the API marketplace, the API economy, as you put it, which I like so much, or, you know, something along those lines. What, what, what's interesting you right now? Um, I, it's very topical, but I've been very excited about like the whole notion of AI APIs. Okay. Um, I know AI APIs. Yeah. Okay. Well, a lot of these, when you think about like GPT and, and OpenAI, like their main product is an AP, a set of APIs that they give to developers. Okay. Right. So now, wherever you see AI capabilities get embedded, it's a set of API calls under the hood. Uh huh. And the okay. other thing that we kind of, as a marketplace, get to see that's really interesting is this whole economy of. Um, companies taking those core AI capabilities. So okay. when you look at things like OpenAI, sure. but then fine tuning the models and creating custom models based on their own data and reselling those models as APIs. So wait, so, so, so say that one again for me. That one, that one was, so they're basically making new models and then yeah. out of their APIs that they already have and then selling those as APIs as well? Yeah, so t- I, I, Bloomberg is, is a recent example. Yeah, give us an example. Uh-huh. Where, so they took the, the core GPT-3 API, okay. but then they combined it with their own data sets via API calls. Okay. So all the financial data that comes out of the Bloomberg system. Sure. And now they created specifically like a GPT-3 bot Oh, wow. That is very financially trained, right? Sure. So they So it actually has access to all the live market data and finance data, and it knows how to read income statements and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then they release that as an API for developers. Wow. So now an app like Robinhood can adapt that API that is kind of a very fine-tuned AI model for that very specific use case. Sure. And so then basically you're telling something like even like Robinhood could have like the API that's calling Bloomberg News and the Bloomberg finance data and whatever else Bloomberg is doing out of it. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. And then when you look at, you know, um, ChatGPT recently introduced the whole notion of plugins, right? So uh-huh, right. I know if you saw that, but um, now when you chat with it, plugins actually let it take action. So I can right. say like, hey, I, like, can you like order from Instacart whenever I need to make sure. brownies? And right, it will right. actually contact Instacart to make that. Right. That is a set of API calls. Oh, okay. So when you add a plugin, a plugin is literally just a set of API endpoints that you provide ChatGPT. And it, it, it knows when to call them and how to communicate with those API endpoints. Interesting. And so you guys, you know, in that sense, aren't just, uh, you know, dealing with, at least at Rapid, you're, you're kind of looking at that as a future model here, right? In terms of dealing with plugins to other services and how you can kind of <laughs> plug in to their API. Exactly. Wow. And so, so you kind of get that multi-layered world of, of APIs where um, people keep remixing and bring, 
bring in new abstraction layers on top of those APIs. Interesting. That's an interesting kind of like concept there, right? Bring out these other abstraction layers on top of it and yeah. kind of seeing how that works in functionality and kind of provides a whole nother layer of service in that sense. Um, yeah. You know, in that sense too, where, so beyond AI, I mean, AI, obviously, I think we can all agree, very transformative of what's going to happen. Is there anything else in the world of APIs that you're kind of bullish on or maybe that even Rapid is working on right now that you think is kind of going to help lead some type of change? Yeah, I think the other kind of, on the other end of the spectrum, we've seen this really interesting trend of um, non-developers that are starting to become more aware of APIs and leverage APIs. So what does that look like as a non-developer? Like, I, personally, yeah. like, I'm a non-developer, right? Like, my, my most developer thing right now is that I'm doing a master's in cybersecurity. So, like, I only that's know that's... That's pretty technical. It's technical, <laughs> but, you know, it's not like a Mr. Developer, let's yeah. call it like that. So how would someone, I mean, not like myself, but, you know, someone like myself, maybe in the sense of marketing, you know, be using APIs or leveraging? Well, we've one example is, um, you might be doing that today, like, tools like Zapier or... Um, mm. Power, okay. the power automation suite from Microsoft or right. other tools. You, you can embed, and, and a lot of what you do there is actually embedding API calls to chain them together. So like mm. when this happens, contact that API and tell it to do ABC. Now you might not, you would think about it as an action, but that action is just a different like non-developer reward for like making mm. an API request. Sure, sure. Um, and even the whole notion of something happens. So in, in API lingo, that's a webhook, right? So okay. that you're basically telling the service, just ping me when that happens. Right. That's also an API. Okay. So if you think about a tool like Zapier, all they do is like, APIs come in, APIs go out, and sure. we just create a visual interface so you, you, you don't feel like you're writing code, but right. you really are. Right, you're really just calling APIs in that sense. Yeah. Okay. When, when I get a ping from this API, call this other API. That, like, that's their entire product. So, but is that like in the sense like non-developers leveraging APIs or is that really just me as a customer using a service? That's a lot of non-developers leveraging APIs and actually building a lot of automations that are leveraging those APIs. Oh, okay. And another example, we actually put out a plug, like a rapid plugin for Google Sheets, right? Okay, so what does that look like? So you can take a cell uh -huh. and make an API request from that cell in Google Sheet, like a regular, okay. like any other Excel formula sure. based on the data. So you can actually, you can do really cool things like, um, if you're doing some finance, like you can actually call stock trading APIs really? and like fetch real like like live market data from there. Can you make the trade too or not? You not could. Yet, I, 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 I don't know. Like <laughs> maybe you want some human intervention in that, but, but yeah, yeah sure. like you, you could actually build all of that inside an Excel sheet, like and make it so much smarter. Okay. Wow. Or we, like you know, we literally have. Um, just a shared Google sheet that pulls from an API, everyone who's in each one of our offices at any given day. Okay. And it, but it's just a, like a shared sheet where you can see everyone and where they're sitting. So it's like a live inventory. Really? Uh, or like a live directory of who's at the office. Little freaky, but also super cool. You know what I mean? Like that's like a, an interesting kind of way also how I think maybe that's like the area then that we're kind of seeing more too is that APIs seem to be being able to be used for much more than what we think traditionally, right? Yeah. You know, kind of like, it's not just payment, right? It's not just, you know, calling to some government website that checks your data. It's like this ability to even kind of use APIs even within a local ecosystem, right? To say, Johnny's here, Heather isn't, right? You know, yeah. type of deal. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, we have the system they use to kind of key in. So now if I, if I want to know, if you, hey, are you in the office today? I can just go and look. Oh, wow. Um, or another one that we've done is where are you in the world, right? So sure. um, just connect to the Google Calendar API. I can see where like your last meeting was. So, oh, 
is 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 John in Berlin today? Uh-huh. Let me just say, no, he's in PST Times and cool. I can actually call him. Right, like now I can talk to him and I don't have to wait, you know, what, 8 yeah. hours or something like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, so you have the awkward like, "Oh, so so sorry for waking you up in the middle of the night." Yeah, versus, yeah. "Oh, hey, it's it's your daytime. I can talk to you because you're on my side." Right. Exactly. So now, you know, in this, you know, kind of we're getting towards the end of the uh, of the interview right now, and I think you know your uh your path is very interesting because you're clearly both, you know, a developer with a lot of forward thinking, you know, ideas about how tech can be adapted, how it can be used in our lifetimes. At the same time, you yourself are an entrepreneur. You know, you started something from scratch, whether or not you had people like Dove Moran or not, you started it from scratch and you moved up and you're clearly now at a stage with a company that's, you know, uh, what, what was your last round? You know, I'm sure it was very high. Where are your, are, what are some of your, you know, pieces of advice here for up and coming entrepreneurs both in terms of, you know, how they can rely on APIs, but also how they can kind of use your journey as some type of, I would say, inspiration for their own. Yeah. Oh, big question. Big question. Um, you know, I threw it at you early in the morning. So, you know, you can take a second as well. Yeah. I, I, I think one of the things that have been, an, an, I'll kind of try and tie both together, like an interesting learning to me is just the power of experimentation with Rapid. Okay. Like the amount of things where we just tried something and like, you know, let the data speak mm-hmm. and the kind of tie into APIs is you can do that when you leverage APIs a lot, right? Mm-hmm. So you can, you can leverage their power to reduce the cost and time for development. So you basically make experimentation a lot cheaper. Sure. Um, I think that's one of the things that has worked really well for us. And f- at least from my sense is kind of where you see differentiation between really good companies and, and companies that kind of fumble early on Sure. is just that ability to experiment quickly, like get stuff to market and learn from it as, as fast as possible. Interesting. So that's kind of your main piece of advice here is like, don't like kind of sweat the plan stage as much. Experiment, take it out there, see if it works, iterate. Yeah. Always like strive to strive to get stuff to market, like get it in the hands of customers. That's going to be like, you know, the, the, the plan and the market study and all that stuff like that can give you a lot of high level insights. But sure. in reality, it's like once it's actually in the hand of users, they're either going to like it or they're not. Right. And that's all you need to know. Right. And that's all you need to know. And that's all in a sense that really matters. Yeah. And you can ask them, but, you know, users don't always know what, what they want. Right. Um, or you can give them a theory or like you can study. The, like there's a lot of prep work you can do. But at the end of the day, like when rubber hits the, hits the road, it, it's either going to work or it isn't. Right. A hundred percent. Now, Ido, thank you so much for coming into the studio and kind of opening, I think, the world's eyes to a little bit more of what API development is looking like, what it's like, you know, at least from the context of Rapid as well. And also just sharing your story. I think it's been very interesting. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. I think that was a great conversation. Awesome. Thanks. <laughs>